hello again. I took a week off because it was a holiday. And then that week almost turned into two weeks. And I said, no, wait. Kind of jumped back on. So it's been a week. But I'm not doing current events. Just know that this recording is being made January 1, 2022. Approximately 2 o'clock in the morning. So, what were we going to talk about this week? Well, we went over the holidays last time. Never really talked about New Year's resolutions. I think that should be a, a thing we talk about. So, this episode's about New Year's resolutions. Trying a new format this week where I uh, try to liven the mood with some music. We'll see how long it lasts. But anyway, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. Um, so, yeah, never really been big on them myself. Um, I know that there's a lot out there. I know there's a lot of people, persons, cultures that make big deal about when the year starts all over again. Here are the things we're going to do. Um, I tried one year. It was, you know, the, the stereotypical gym resolution. I was like, yeah, I'm totally going to do it. Went and got myself a gym membership, signed into one of those lengthy contracts. And then, um, yeah, just like everybody else, probably midway through January, I don't even know if I made it through two weeks, I was pretty good. Um, I lost steam. As I learned, it takes about 30 days for you to um, build in a, a habit, like an actual habit that you will work on. So if you can keep something up for about 30 days, at that point, it's a habit, it's a routine, it's something that you're just used to doing. So good example of that is brushing your teeth. I hate to admit any dentist listening out there, I am a once a day kind of guy. And I'm always the before bed kind. My wife is usually a twice a day girl, but sometimes she just does the morning brush. So I learned a long time ago, if you're going to brush at all, you can brush at night. And the reason that you brush at night is to keep the junk off your teeth. But it's best to brush after meals and in between meals and all that good stuff and flossing. And we have people at work. There are several of my coworkers that are very good about that brushing in between meals thing. They bring their toothbrush and the toothpaste to work with them, and they are really good about taking care of their teeth. And I gotta give them some credit because I am not. That's one of my New Year's resolutions for this year is to take better care of myself. So I pay a lot of money a month in insurance, and uh, other than my eyes, which I, we've been going to get my eyes checked. Every year since we moved to Orlando, um, I haven't really done much with the actual dental and medical. So this year, I will be taking full advantage of taking care of myself, basically. Um, yeah. 
I struggle sometimes to come up with topics. It's a, just a way to get my thoughts out there into the world. Think another New Year's resolution. Eh, there's so many. <laughs> so, so much positivity. The year is not even two and a half hours old yet. And I'm already over here like, what am I going to do this year? Um, we thought about starting a family, adding somebody more than just her and I. <coughs> Excuse me. Promise it's not COVID related. Um, we thought about having a family though. And uh, we both came to the conclusion that there are certain months of the year that it's okay if an accident were to occur. But right now the plan is we need to uh, get things a little more squared away. So the only reason that comes up in New Year's resolution is technically January is one of those months where it would have been okay if she got pregnant. But we're not quite there yet. Um, we went to Epcot tonight. I actually um, opted out of social media for the night. I took a few pictures for myself, but I made a conscious decision that tonight was going to be about us going. I was a little scared, I won't lie. Um, Epcot and all of the parks tend to be very busy around this time of the year, and New Year's Eve brings out masses that you wouldn't believe. I'm sure I have videos somewhere I can link. I'll string together a couple videos. Excuse me. <coughs> I'll string together a couple videos in the future and link them somewhere. Um, but we've been among throngs of people, like people packed together, like sardines, so close together. You didn't ever think that you were going to leave the park because they were that close to you. Um, while watching the fireworks at Epcot, and the reason we picked Epcot smells favorite park but also the capacity usually never gets reached and honestly we time everything just right we have a pretty good angle if you stand over somewhere between italy basically the refreshment port not refreshment port from italy over to germany and then from germany around to china like you really don't want to go too close into china though but basically in that corner it is possible for you to see all three parks fireworks shows if you stand in the right spot. We are partial to watching the Magic Kingdom show at the same time as the Epcot show. So that's why we stand in Italy. But if you get a little bit closer towards the Germany China side, you can actually catch all three parks if you're looking in the right directions because you'd have to look off to your left and to your right you know, throughout the performance of everything, but you can see as many fireworks as is humanly possible all go off at the same time. Usually the shows don't go off at the same time. So that's what makes New Year's important. <coughs> so the reason I'm coughing, unfortunately, is while we were walking around, I had a little, uh, I think I can breathe underwater. And by underwater, I mean I was drinking a bottle of water. So, yeah. Anyway, back to New Year's resolutions. I, other than the health and well-being, 
I was planning a lot of things that I honestly thought I'd be able to achieve last year. So this year, I'm going to undo myself from the burden of things that I'll probably forget by mid-March. And I'll write them down. I used to blog. Um, and then I used to do an app on my phone that I would like, you know, diary or journal entries, depending on, you know, <laughs> which sounds cooler to you. But uh, I gave up on all that. <coughs> I decided that um, I was literally just opening it up sometimes just to say that I had, you know, opened up the program. And I wasn't really writing anything of quality in there. So... Needless to say, I'm doing an episode on New Year's resolutions, and I have no intention on making any New Year's resolutions other than, like I said, trying to go to the doctor a little bit more, but that's been an ongoing theme since I started working at the job I currently have. So what am I really here to talk about? Well, it's been two years. You've made it this far into the recording change in the format was the least of the things I had planned. Um, it's been two years. Uh, December 31st, 2019. Excuse me. Was the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, if you will, was the day that China admitted that there was actually a virus. And it began a long, long, painful two years. Uh, to date, we have lost in this country over 800,000 Americans have died as a result of the coronavirus. In two years, that's 400,000 a year. It's insane. Um... And I think it all started due to uh, government in action. You can point fingers wherever you want. It's fine. I'm not a finger pointing guy. You can blame the country that it originated in. You can blame the country that we're in now for not doing anything when they learned about it. <clears throat> There's a variety of things we can talk about. But the trick here is... When it became a problem, action needed to be taken. That was a failure in the highest levels of the American government to act. Where did it get us? Over 800,000 dead, rolling restrictions, a variety of issues here in the state that I live in. The governor hasn't been heard from since two weeks ago now. Don't know what's quite going on there. But we do know this pandemic is nowhere near done. We're seeing people who are fully vaccinated, myself included. I have had all the shots that I am apparently allowed to get as of this moment, which is three. 
and we are seeing doctors and nurses and other hospital staff testing positive. Granted, they are testing positive with an incredibly mild variation. But that's not the point. What are we good at anymore? What are we good at? Entertainment? Music? What are we, what are we doing? The last time we did something great as a country. Put a man on the moon. I'm not quite sure what it is that we're trying to accomplish here. We're just spinning in circles around a drain. It seems like we can't even agree on basic science and it's painful you'd think that we would all just come out in front of this like we can all reach a collective and just say hey this stuff's bad it's we can argue over how much tax someone should pay or whether it's okay to own 16 houses or those are those are things we can debate on our, our economy our our national defense you know that stuff we can debate on but like a virus that's killed 800,000 people deciding to get vaccinated or wearing a mask is a political statement it's a tribal identification. It's us versus them. What is this? We're all us. We're all American. What the hell? What are we doing? No, none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. I read a theory a while back that in 2016... Uh, CERN, I believe it is, the Center for European, gonna name the last two letters wrong, so I'm just gonna stop there. Possibly it was a Central European. Anyway, it's a research facility. They do sciencey stuff. They turned on something called the Large Hadron Collider. It's basically just this giant, and I mean giant, like city-sized tube. More than that, but oversimplifying for the audience. And it was supposed to um, help us determine particles and protons, neutrons, the speed of light, all, you know, the cool experiments. It could find black, dark matter, black matter, black lives matter. Um, no, it wasn't going to find that in the Hadron Collider. What it was going to find was you know, science is going to allow us to do lots of experiments and us as in like the human race, humans. And one of the theories that I read online was that when they turned that on, it apparently put us in a parallel universe. And that's why everything has been so crazy since. And honestly, it was probably one of the most sane things I've read in a while because I can't think of any other reason why things would be so crazy right now, except nobody knows 
what's happened or how we got here any more than anyone else does. We've always had differences of opinion. Like, does pineapple belong on pizza? Or should you season your food before you eat it? Or what side of the roll does the toilet paper lay on? Or do you put your silverware in with the fork pointing up so that it would stab you in the hand? Or with the fork pointing down so that you grab the handles? Lots and lots of questions. What system of economy is best? We've always used a capitalist system, but at one point we kind of used a serf-type servitude-slavery system. An indentured servitude where people were, oh yeah, you want to come over to this country? Great. You're going to work until you pay off this balance, and the balance is going to get paid off over like 30 years. 10 years, 8 years variety of years we've always had some sort of upper class over the lower class here and now we're in a place where the upper class is doing its best to convince the lower class that they're just one paycheck away from being rich so I like to use the term Temporarily Displaced Millionaires. Pretty sure there's a YouTube video out there. Maybe I'll find it and I'll link it in this one podcast. But <clears throat> Temporarily Displaced Millionaires. Meaning at any moment your break will come. So why would you want to take away an opportunity you'll eventually have? And the answer is because you won't. You're just not going to get it. You're not going have a billion dollars. You're lucky if you get to a million. Hell, in my lifetime, I've made over a hundred thousand, but that doesn't mean I've seen it all at once. I get it about seven hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks at a time. But that's it, and I gotta pay rent, so I really don't see any of it. To be fair, that doesn't mean I don't have anything in my life. It just means that. Literally, that, that's all I get. Get about $1,500 a month. After taxes, after benefits, after insurance, after health care. $1,500 a month. So I'm lucky some weeks I get closer to 40 hours, and then it's closer to $1,600 a month, or $1,700 a month, but it's not much. Rent here in Orlando, my apartment's about eleven fifty a month. Which reminds me, I actually probably should pay that before the end of the day. So, heads up, Matt, if you are listening to this and you haven't paid the rent, you should probably get all that, dude. Um, just leave myself a little note for later. Oh, also, uh, side note, I have had two beers all day. So, mm, actually, that's a lie. Three beers, two of which I had after we got back from Epcot. One of which I had while I was in Epcot, Germany. Was a lovely double buck. However, 
not referring to the current state of affairs. I don't want to talk about parties. I want to talk about where are we right now? This isn't tribal. This is national for a second. This is an American speaking to however many four of you listen to this. What happened? How did we get here? We're going into my 40th year on this planet. The vast majority of which has been spent inside of the country I was born in. I have uh, approximately 90 days outside of the country where I spend some time in Europe. Very lucky. Thank you, aunt and uncle, for allowing me the opportunity to travel. I spent a little time in Chicago. Well, just outside of Chicago. I spent about 10 years in Georgia. And I was born and raised just outside of New York City. In Connecticut. That's 60 miles away. So I've been, and I'm currently even further south than I was when I was in Georgia. Orlando is in Florida. It's not Florida. I just want to make that clear. Just like Tampa is in Florida, it's not Florida. Miami is in Florida. It's not Florida. Jacksonville? Jacksonville is Florida. Uh, Gainesville is in Florida. It's not Florida. Pensacola? Eh, I guess it depends on who you ask. But... These cities are in Florida. They're not Florida. They're not the Florida you read about on the news. Yeah, stuff happens here. Don't get me wrong. Takes a... Takes a little bit of deprogramming for you to get it. But as soon as you, uh figure out what what the state is all about it's it's pretty easy to navigate here i mean honestly we've been here for five years we've gotten a speeding ticket and that's it that that's uh, that's the long and short of what's happened here we've been through a few hurricanes some close some direct hits one that ripped right up the middle and scared the bejesus out of me we've had tornadoes touch down within miles of here um, thunderstorms, no freezes though. It's kind of nice coming from a lot of areas in the country where winter is still a thing. Um, we get a little cold, cold snap, but anyway, way off topic point here is Florida is not the homogenous red blob you think it is. Neither is Georgia, neither is South Carolina, neither are any of the states. There's no red states and blue states. There are states with people in them. They have a variety of ideas. And it's hard to get 30 people to agree on something. And you want to try to get 330 million people to agree on something? It's damn near impossible. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try it. Doesn't mean it can't be done. I don't... 
I keep saying I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I have watched this country devolve into a quivering mess of panic and anger, which I feel like is really just sadness being masked by anger. There was hope. Briefly, in 2008, there was hope. And then it all fell apart the way things always do. So in order for the government to run properly, it really should be balanced. Meaning, if one party has one branch of government, then the other party could have the other branch of government, and then that keeps things balanced. And the previous administration, prior to 2008, it ended that way. And that led to what happened in 2008. So in 2002, nope, let's try math again. In 2004, midterm elections happened. Well, regular term elections happened, and a lot of seats flipped from one side to the other in Congress, but the main seat in the presidency stayed the same. <clears throat> well, that caused all kinds of cool things to happen. Bills got passed, people got taken care of. Granted, we can make arguments as to who got taken care of, because it certainly wasn't people in my income bracket, but not, not the point. The issue is we have to find something common to fall in line behind. We have to. If there's any chance at this working. And in years past, it used to be like we'd go to war every so often. Ah, man, line up the whole country. Everyone would get behind the idea of going to war, especially if it was justified. And then something happened in the late 60s, and we got into something we really shouldn't have, and no one could really understand why we were doing it. I mean, we, we knew why, but no one really knew why we were doing it. It's just, you know, it's just an American thing to do. You just go help another country out. Except we didn't really help another country out. Cost a whole bunch of men and women in uniform. watch the country fall apart and kind of using the kids term here for a second and kind of ended up taking an L on that one and it's appropriate that I live in Orlando because um, there used to be an Air Force base here Orlando was one of the evacuation points after the fall of the major city in that country at the end of that war a lot of its citizens kind of evacuated to Orlando. Orlando has a huge community of the country that I'm referring to, citizens that have been here now for a second and going on to third and fourth generations due to our mistake. Not everything we've done has been great. And a family member a while back asked me if I believed in American exceptionalism. And American exceptionalism 
for those who have never heard that term before, which I'd be surprised if you hadn't, but if you haven't, American exceptionalism is the idea that everything America does, everything, is the best and the greatest. And there's no other country on earth that is as good as or better than America, the United States of the exceptionalism part of that. I take issue with that. There are a lot of things we do well. There are. Our military spending, literally second to no one. You could add up the next, I think it's three or four countries combined, and they still wouldn't even come close to what we drop on bombs. Wait, I don't know if I like that phrase. Anyway, they wouldn't come close to what we drop on aircraft carriers and bombs and troop deployments and base rehousings and just defense spending in general, coming up with secret new weapons. <clears throat> Incarcerated people in the United States are really good at putting people away, locking them up for random things, seemingly innocent things, like how in a lot of states certain drugs are becoming legal, but the people who are serving sentences due to the drug-related crime are still sitting in jail right now. That's a tricky subject, too. I'm not going to try to oversimplify that one. The military spending one's pretty cut and dry. We just spend a lot more money than we should. But the um, prison one's a little bit trickier because once you put somebody in that environment, it's really hard for them to break out of that cycle. It's really hard for them to see the, the forest for the trees, as it were. But what's even harder is trying to figure out one thing that we are the best at. Oh, <laughs> silly me. Entertainment, pop culture. That is our number one import over the last 20 years. Our music, our video games, our presidents, our products. way we speak to each other this is all new and unique but that's it that's what we're good at entertaining the rest of the world well, we're not alone in that anymore K-pop or Korean pop music starting to take over and Pretty sure two years ago, Korean guy won Best Picture at the Oscars. So, <laughs> oh, there we go. We got Koreans coming in. Look at that. It's terrifying. Disney's putting out movies that talk about multicultural experiences. They've had two movies that address a Latino culture. They've had uh, Coco, which encompassed the Mexican culture. They had an Encanto, which encompassed the Colombian culture. They have a uh, 
movie called Red. I believe it's coming out soon. That's going to encompass the Asian culture. Oh, no. Whatever will we do? These are our cultures, people. What started off as a little talk about New Year's resolutions. This is the project I've been working on. I spend a lot of time at work talking to people. Talk to them about furniture mostly because that is the industry that I'm in. But I do talk about other things. I speak about a lot of things and... We need help. We need to work things out. We need to get behind a common thread, if you will. Our future can't just be for people who have money. The future needs to be for everybody. Clean air, clean water, good paying jobs. Reliable insurance, health care, elder care, reliable transportation, whether that's individual transportation or, you know, buses, trains, planes, automobiles, mass transit. Things need to improve. They need to. You're seeing it right now. Your favorite fast food chains close six or seven o'clock. Hell, my store that I work in is undergoing a project that's going to cause our hours to change. We're going to lose two hours of business every day for the next five or six days after this weekend's over. Just so we can complete a project because we can't afford to not have the project completed. And we can't afford to remain open while the project's being done. We need to get enough staffing in there. It is insane what's going on right now. Insane. Going into my 40th year on this planet. I've never had to look so many people in the face and tell them I'm sorry we don't have that and we don't know when it's going to be back. And I have people that still look at me and say, but why? They don't understand. Why don't you have things? Like they have no idea. None. At all. And I understand that they work in different industries, but where have you been? Because even my experiences in the parks right now, there is a gift shop that Mel and I have gone into several times at Epcot that has literally the same like four things on one side of the gift shop that normally would have dozens of variety of things on that same side. And it has four things over there. It's a picture frame holder. A set of ears. 
a, a canvas tote. And I think some just random jewelry that wouldn't normally be there. Because that side of the shop was usually like the home goods stuff. And none of that's in there. And that's just souvenirs. We're not talking about, you know, home goods themselves. Like pillows, blankets, bed sheets, picture frames. The things that my store is notorious for selling. And we're getting them in such small quantities. What we get that we can sell in, you know, a day, a week. We get that once a month now. And this is under capitalism. This isn't under some other socialist or... It's under capitalism. The current economy we are in. And this is happening. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. But I can tell when something's not working. You can see it. You can see it's not benefiting people. And I get it. I know that change is scary. I know it is. But it wouldn't be an immediate change. And it wouldn't be an instant one either. be something that took place over a period of time regulations they needed I heard a long time ago from people that I very much admire and respect when you pass a law you're taking a right away from somebody well you'd first have to assume that you have a right to begin with they perfect example there's a law that says it is uh, illegal for me to touch you when you don't want me to depending on what state you're in the police may refer to it as assault or they may refer to it as battery or they may refer to it as both because both of them have different legal definitions here in the state of florida it's usually referred to as battery but the point is, is that I can't just walk up to you and punch you in the face. So the premise is that, based on the statement from earlier, you're taking the right away from me to walk up and punch you in the face. Is that a right that I really have to begin with? And if so, where does that come from? Who says it's okay for me to punch people in the face? What society is it okay to just walk up and wail someone right in the teeth? Just That's not a society I want to be a part of. Unless it's Fight Club. We're not supposed to talk about that. I don't want to take things away from people. I want to figure out ways to help people be more responsible with the things they have. I watched bonus checks go out 
during lockdown. When other countries did more, we did something. Okay. Good job. We were all in a quarantine situation. Some states did longer, shorter, but during that time, most employers shut down. You had your gas stations, you had your emergency physicians, you had your grocery stores. Those places stayed open. Fast food restaurants, I think. Honestly, don't know because I was terrified and I stayed in my house and only ate food that we cooked. That's how serious things were. But we'll cover my reaction to that in another podcast because it's the beginning of a brand new year and a brand new day. But that's not where I was going. Where I was going was we had all of these essential employees still at work and they were given pay bumps and they were given bonuses and the rest of us were allowed to stay home and collect unemployment while the companies we worked for collected loans from the federal government to help them stay afloat while we tried to figure out how our response to the pandemic would be measured. What, what do we need to do? And it turned out two years later that we found out that the virus is respiratory, meaning all the coughing you hear me doing, if I were to do that, now we're infectious. If there was somebody around me that wasn't infectious, that would be the primary way they would get it. It wasn't from touching things. It was primarily airborne from coughing, breathing, sneezing, talking. And they started opening things back up again. And people in this country had a taste of what it was like to get $600 a week. And I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I've never had $600 a week. Like, like in a check. That was mine. <laughs> I've never made $600 a week. And I wasn't getting $600 a week. I was technically getting $900 a week. Because our, you know... Unemployment benefits here in the state of Florida at that time, my max payout on that was like 330 or something like that. So once they took out taxes, I was getting close to $900 a week for almost two months. We paid down quite a bit. Spending went down to like zero. I applied for food stamps for both of us. We were getting the max on that for two or three months. We ended up with an extra $300 for groceries. So imagine, if you will, for a moment, my wife and I both getting about $900 a week and then having an additional 300 and something dollars a month for groceries. Just the two of us. I mean, we can eat $300 when we go out to eat, but like we had $300 that we could spend on food that we could cook. So we started buying stuff we'd never heard of, things we wanted to try. Once we got the staples met, and then by staples I do mean like rice and beans and chicken breasts and things like that. We spent the remaining money on a couple of steaks. I bought some Beyond meatballs, which are really good, by the way. If you haven't tried those, we tried some Beyond sausages, Beyond burgers. We were doing cheeseburger nights with fake burgers, but 
again, we were eating well. And all on the government's dime. And now we're back to working. And uh, debt's piling up again. And we're trying to figure out a way out of this mess. Thankfully, they deferred the loan payments. So we'll be able to do something with it. But hopefully they can figure out a way to help me with my student loans. Or we just got out of a loan that was about $500 a month. I'll have to get right back into paying another one. And that loan is never going to end. I'd have to start back to school and literally take one class a semester just to keep that in deferment. I'll take one class a semester for what I think is going to end up being like two and a half years because I'm like one and a half years through a four-year degree. I can't. I can't believe what we have allowed things to become. And the, and the things that I get told by other Americans... The things that I'm told when I when I suggest that things can be better. Oh, well, what's wrong with the way it is? What's wrong with the way it is? What's wrong with the way it is? Do you sleep under a rock? Have you just recently emerged from a coma? Have you not seen the state of things today? We have money for the military. We have money for jails. We don't have money for education. We don't have money for health care. We don't have money to provide people with basic food, shelter. I don't get it. Richest nation in the world. It's not us anymore. I'll keep this one short. Thank you for paying attention to my New Year's resolution, which is to change the nature of my podcast, (laughs) as well as take my health into better consideration. So I'll be winding this podcast down in an episode or two, and I will be starting a brand new podcast which I'm still hatching the names out for, but it will still be hosted here on Anchor, so don't worry. I'll make sure I update all of my uh, feeds so that you'll be able to find me in all the places you've been finding me if you're listening to me on Google or you're listening to me on Anchor or eventually I'm going to try to get on Apple Podcasts too, so don't worry. I'll get myself syndicated where I can, but expect the tone and upbeat nature of this podcast to change and I might include an additional episode or two beyond this one but I appreciate you as always listening and welcome to 2022 April will be 40 years for me on this planet if we're going to bring kids into this world, I'm going to make sure I'm doing what I can to change the country. Because the answers can't be looking backwards all the time. And we'll get into some topics that I want to. There's a lot of things. I have a whole list. 
and I'll even come up with some scripts if I need to so I don't deviate too far from the point. But I appreciate you listening. As always, catch up with me a little later. Um, I'm going to try to put out another episode tomorrow because I do like to try to post my episodes on Sundays. So this may be an ultra rare double episode week. In the meantime, uh, feel free to look me up on Anchor. Send me an email. Comment. You know the drill. And uh, don't forget to go watch my wife on YouTube. She's amazing. She got a new video up there. She did some New Year's Eve makeup a couple days ago. It was amazing. Her picture, one of her pictures is actually a background on my phone. Gorgeous. Thank you again so very much for listening along as I hatch out this most devious plan I've ever created in becoming a podcast host. I hope you enjoyed. And if you didn't enjoy, well, send me an email. If you did enjoy... Maybe send me an email too. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at a stellar drive. And that email address is M as in Mike, R as in Romeo, P as in Papa, 422 at gmail.com. All my contact information is linked on every show that I have. So feel free to contact me wherever you feel most comfortable. Thank you again for listening. I genuinely appreciate you. And Mel, I love you. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to all of you as well. Thank you again for being along on this journey. I will catch up with you on the next episode.